Welcome back to the Fight Talk Podcast. I'm Steven Jensen. Today is a throwback episode. This was recorded on September 12th, 2014. Some old audio from before the Fight Talk Podcast was even a thing. This was when I was kind of testing things out and seeing, you know, how everything sounded, figuring out how things worked. And I did a review that you're about to hear for NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way. The reason I'm uploading this today is because there's so much excitement and so much change in the pro wrestling business. Uh, last night, we had Evolve airing on the WWE Network, which is just crazy to think about. We had AEW's Fight for the Fallen, and All Out's just right around the corner. So AEW, you know, making big moves, changing the landscape of professional wrestling as we know it. And this was a time when I recorded this podcast where I had a lot of the same feelings. There was a lot of change within the WWE, and the NXT product was so fresh, like, this show you're about to hear me review was the second ever TakeOver special, and it includes things like Baron Corbin's re-debut in NXT. That's significant because tonight at Extreme Rules, we have Baron Corbin, along with Lacey Evans, taking on Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Baron Corbin could potentially become the Universal Champion. I hope that doesn't happen, but it's just interesting to see how much things have changed over the last five years when I recorded what you're about to hear. Uh, also, this was the same show where Hideo Itami debuted on NXT TV. Uh, we have so much stuff, you know, it, it's just crazy to, to look back and kind of relive that this time from five years ago. So I think you're going to really enjoy it. It's really interesting to, to listen to and to think about. But before we get started, there's still time with Extreme Rules being tonight. If you hear this today, Sunday, July the 14th. You can jump on WrestleRumble.com right now, join the Extreme Rules Pick'em Contest for your chance to win some huge cash prizes. First place in the Pick'em Contest is $500 cash. Second and third both get $100. Fourth and fifth both get $50. And sixth through tenth get free entries for the NXT TakeOver Toronto, SummerSlam, and AEW All Out Pick'em Contest. So jump on there right now, WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to follow them on Twitter, at Russell Rumble, to stay updated with all their contests. So that all being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this throwback episode of the Fight Talk Podcast, where I'm reviewing NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way, talking about the future of professional wrestling. So the first match of the night, we had the Lucha Dragons, Kalisto and Sin Cara, defeating the Ascension, Connor and Victor, for the NXT Tag Team Championship. This was a good match. It was only 6 minutes and 30 seconds. I think with how strongly the Ascension was built up for the last year, that their, uh, their loss, their title loss, should have been in a longer match. I understand they tried to fit a lot into this, and there were some things I could have done without on this show, but overall it was a, it was a good show, and for this being a six and a half minute match, I thought it was very good. I actually really like the team of Kalisto and Sin Cara, uh, in particular uh, Kalisto. I think he's got a really bright future. I named him as one of the top 20 uh, prospects in the WWE. I made that video before the signing of, you know, Kevin Steen, Kenta, um, a Prince Devitt, you know, there's been some big signings since I made that video. I'll redo that at some time in the future, but I see a really bright future for Kalisto, and this at least keeps Sin Cara doing something of some importance. And we all know this isn't the original Sin Cara, which is ironic because it's 
Sin Cara Negro, like the fake Sin Cara, is now the real Sin Cara because the real Sin Cara is no longer in the company. It's weird, it's confusing. I wish they'd drop the gimmick altogether and just make him some other luchador, but I think the name Sin Cara still holds uh, some water in their eyes, so. I'll talk a little more about the Ascension here in a little bit, but uh, congratulations to Kalisto and Sin Cara. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do as the uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. After that, we had kind of an impromptu match. It was Baron Corbin defeating CJ Parker in 31 seconds. It's funny how they tried to uh, put over this as Baron Corbin's NXT debut. He's been on many NXT shows, and he's been on NXT shows on the WWE Network. I don't know who they're trying to fool, but definitely uh, they've repackaged Corbin. I saw Baron Corbin wrestle uh, Sami Zayn in New Orleans during the uh, WrestleMania 30 uh, fan access. And, you know, he was entertaining. He actually had the majority of the offense against Sami Zayn, but that's kind of Sami Zayn's thing, is he's kind of the babyface in peril. He does the big comeback. And Anyway, uh, Corbin looked about as impressive as he possibly could, but we'll see what happens with him in the, in the future. Next up, we had Enzo Amore with Colin Cassidy defeating Sylvester Lafour with Marcus Louis. This was a hair versus hair match. Enzo Amore is gonna, I think, be pretty, uh, pretty good on the main roster for the WWE if, if and when he makes it up there, because he's very good with the crowd. And Sylvester Lafour really reminds me of Sylvester Turkai, if you remember him. He looks like a smaller version of him with like the same name, pretty much. What I didn't like about this was. You know, the match itself was what I expected it to be. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It, you know, it just was what it was. And LaFour has all this hair and a massive beard, and it would have been a pretty big deal to see him lose his hair. And he lost the match, so he was supposed to, and then they wound up dumping uh, Louis' head into the uh, into that uh, hair removal cream or whatever, and... I don't know. There was another segment that included that too, where we saw like most of his hair had been shaved off, you know, in the back or whatever. I imagine this uh, this feud is going to continue to go on, but it is what it is, you know. Colin Cassidy might have a decent future. He's got to look the WWE likes, and he's a bigger guy. Him and Amore is a pretty good uh, good contrast for a team. So that's all I'll say about that. Next up, we had uh, Bull Dempsey defeating Mojo Rawley in a minute and ten seconds. Uh, pretty much a squash match. I'm really not big on Mojo Rawley. I think the fact that he has Earthquake's old, uh, I can't remember the, what they called the move. I remember he did like the tremors before it, but basically it's just sitting down on somebody when they're on the ground. And it's a move that is effective and makes sense when you're like a giant guy like when earthquake did it or you know when a guy like yokozuna would do it the bonsai drop from the corner or rikishi would just you know just straight up sit on people those guys were huge when mojo does it it's like it just comes off as really weird to me his gimmick is weird to me too that i don't get hyped i stay hyped but there's no way you're gonna not stop moving in a wrestling match you know it just i'm just not into it he seems like an athletic enough guy. I know he's a former football player, but, you know, Bull Dempsey, 
the verdict is still out of as far as he's concerned, as far as, you know, in my mind. He's done fine for what he's been there to do so far. He looks like a kind of like a version of Taz. You know, he reminds me a lot of old ECW Taz, you know, obviously not as extreme, no pun intended. But you know, we'll see where that goes. And it looks like he's got a new finish and you know, he's doing the diving headbutt to the midsection. So we'll see what happens with Bull Dempsey. This just was a filler, and it didn't necessarily need to be there. The hair versus hair match I really could have done without too, because there wasn't an actual payoff really with that. And the uh, Baron Corbin, C.J. Parker thing, I mean, the entrances took longer than the, than the match. But, you know, that's what we got, and I'll talk about it. After that, we had the uh, the second-to-last match of the night. That was Charlotte defeating Bailey in a good match for the... Uh, NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte's got a lot of talent. You know, uh, she definitely has that Ric Flair gene, and she's an entertainer, and I I don't talk a whole lot about Divas wrestling, and I'm not that into it, to be honest with you, hardly at all. I, I, and as a matter of fact, I fast-forward through most of it when it's on the, the programming I watch. Um, trust me, I like what the girls look like, you know, but you know, I, I'll watch Paige and AJ Lee sometimes and Natalia and, you know, Charlotte, but it's not like it was where you had girls like Lita and Trish Stratus and Molly Holly and Jacqueline and Ivory and Jazz and China and, I mean, I can name a ton of them. Hopefully they're going to get back to that. I'd really like to see it, especially with how much Divas programming they show on the network and on uh, cable television. I would really hope that they're building that up the best they can. Before I get into the main event, I also want to talk about uh, Kenta came out, and anyone who's been following, you know, independent wrestling or Japanese wrestling or just really a fan of wrestling in general should know who Kenta is. I've been watching him for a long time myself. I've watched him uh, wrestle in Japan. I've watched his stuff when he was in Ring of Honor. He is very, very talented, and it was kind of weird to me with him out there speaking like broken English, and if I were them, I'd keep a translator with him or a mouthpiece of some kind. I thought Funaki was a pretty good fit because people recognize Funaki. They changed his name from Kenta to Hideo Itaki. What was it again? See, that that's the problem. Is like, everyone knows him as Kenta. It's Hideo Itami. And, you know, I don't really have a problem with it. It's just, everyone knows it's Kenta. And I'm imagining this would mean, we're not going to get Prince Devitt as Prince Devitt. We're not going to get Kevin Steen as Kevin Steen. Like, they're going to acknowledge that that's who they were, and then they will give them a new name and repackage them at least marginally. But this is part of the problem I had with the segment. So you've been building up building up the Ascension for the last year, if you're NXT, right? And they were booked as these unstoppable forces, this team that just couldn't be touched. They go out there and lose in six and a half minutes to cruiserweights, and then another cruiserweight in Kenta. I know I understand they're trying or Hideo Atami. I understand they're trying to build Atami as this international superstar, but the Ascension wasn't the right team to do that with because they pretty much buried this team in one night that they had been building for a year, 
And I'm imagining they drop the belts to go up to the main roster. So that's not really a good way of elevating them, in my opinion. But I'm looking forward to the in-ring debut of, uh, of Hideo Itami, for sure, 100%. Next we had the, uh, the obvious match of the night, not even close. Uh, Adrian Neville defeating Sami Zayn, Tyler Breeze, and Tyson Kidd to retain the NXT Championship in a fatal four-way match. There was a lot of stuff that happened in this match, and I thought it was very well done. Uh, I think the obvious route they're going with this, and I think they've been building to it since the day that Adrian Neville won the belt, is going to eventually be the big payoff, the big one-on-one -on -one, you know, showdown between champion Adrian Neville, the reigning, defending, undisputed, you know, undefeated in 2014 champion taking on Sami Zayn. And what I would love to see, and I don't know if we'll get it, but what I would love to see is the next time they do one of these NXT specials or they just do like a really hyped up uh, episode of NXT on the network, when we finally get that one-on-one -on -one match, whether it's the first time or a rematch, I, I can't... It's very hard for me to think that Sami Zayn at some point is not going to become the champion of NXT. If not, he'll make he'll be on the main roster before so, you know, before he wins the belt, if he wins it at all. But I feel like they've really been building him up within NXT to be the champion, at least for some sort of run before he goes to the main roster. Um, speaking of that, when they, they were all on Raw, Zayn and Neville were big time over. I mean, all four of the guys were over. And the fans are really, really behind uh, Neville and Zayn. I think those two are going to make phenomenal additions to the main roster in the near future. But that all being said, what I would love to see, like I said, I don't think we're going to get it, but if they were smart, which, you know, things are looking great for NXT in the future, I would have Sami Zayn defeat Adrian Neville for the belt, and then as Zayn's celebrating, he's... He's finally done it. He won the championship. It's taken all this time. You know, he shed the El Generico character that everyone knew and loved, but he was just as good as this guy without a mask and his facial expressions and the crowds behind him, and they're into it, and they love this guy, and he finally did it after getting pounded over and over, and he was so close, so close, he finally wins it, and then out walks Kevin Steen. That's exactly how I would book that. You know, we got Sami Zayn there just celebrating with the belt and then just a slow walkout. Like, just like Ring of Honor. I mean, some sort of, like, hardcore death punk metal music. And Kevin Steen just walks right out onto the entrance ramp and just, you know. And then it's on. And we have El Generico and Kevin Steen in NXT I don't think anything could be any better than that. And then you've got Hideo Itami and Prince Devitt, and you got the guys already there. The future of the WWE is very, very bright, and a lot of that credit can go straight to Triple H. As much shit as that guy has gotten throughout the years for burying talent and not doing what was best for business, and all the stuff with Daniel Bryan over the past couple years, and everything else, and booking himself to the top, and screwing his way to the top, marrying the boss's daughter, yada, yada, yada. Say what you will, and I've said a lot of it. I was, even back when he was 
burying Rob Van Dam and Booker T and Scott Steiner and anyone else. Goldberg, I mean, what he's doing right now with NXT, he deserves all the credit in the world because he is he's building the future of that company by going out and hiring the best independent talent in the world. So my hat's off to you, Triple H. You know, I, 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 as a wrestling fan who's been watching these guys for over a decade, I really appreciate you giving these guys these guys a chance because you know now you got like these guys like the Shield in the WWE, you've got the Wyatts, you've got uh, I'm all, I'm still big on Stardust. I, I they got so much young talent that's so experienced. And they're going to kind of slowly trickle in these guys that are currently in NXT onto the main roster. And I'm really, really looking forward to the future. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that trip down memory lane from September 12th, 2014. My oh my, how times have changed. If you enjoyed that episode, please make sure to give me a follow on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I have a Facebook group. Uh, all that good stuff. Just follow me on Twitter. I keep that updated. Uh, my... Merchandise is available at whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Any money you spend on that website goes right back into this podcast and other things that I'm involved with. You can find my pro wrestling articles like my written stuff over at sobrosnetwork.com. And of course, I do the social media for MMA on Point as well as video editing. And I've wrote some lists for them as well. You can check us out on Instagram at MMA on Point, Twitter at On Point MMA or the YouTube channel itself, just search MMA on point. I believe that we have the best overall mixed martial arts content you can find on the entire internet. And I can confidently say I truly, truly believe that. I'm going to get more into gaming. I've been doing stuff on Twitch for years, but I'm going to try to revamp it a little bit. Uh, if you want to shoot me a follow over there, it's totally free. Twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. And of course, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors, starting with WrestleRumble.com. There is still time to jump on WrestleRumble.com and join the Extreme Rules Pick'em Contest. If you jump on there right now and join, the first place prize is $500. Second and third is $100. Fourth and fifth is $50. Sixth through tenth get free pick'ems, free entries for the pick'ems for NXT TakeOver Toronto, SummerSlam, and AEW All Out. Now, make sure to give them a follow on Twitter as well, at WrestleRumble. Stay up to date with all their contests. And also, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen, Brian is a professional boxing trainer. Uh, he works with Parkinson's Foundations. He's a great dude who can really help you out. He can help you reach your goals, whether it's learning how to you know, professionally train to, to be a pro or amateur boxer or MMA fighter. If you're just looking to lose some weight, if you just want to learn some self-defense, like whatever it is, Brian can help you out. The best way to get in touch with him is to shoot him a follow and a message over on Instagram. He is at Boxing ATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can hook up with you and help you out in person. But if you're not, no matter where you are in the world, just reach out to him because Brian's willing to you know, put together plans for you to help you reach your goals remotely. So get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. And one last thing, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and give me a good rating and a good review whether you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, whatever it is, a good rating, a subscription, a good review, even if you want to download the episodes, all that stuff goes a really, really long way. It takes just a few seconds. It's totally free, and it helps me out a ton.
So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I have some really big stuff lined up uh, for the next coming weeks. So definitely stay tuned for that. Until then, I'll be back soon.